Hello, hello. How are everybody doing out there? Uh, you must forgive me that I've had some decent amount of um, dental surgery recently. I had my wisdom teeth removed and a bunch of other stuff. So I'm a little swollen and my speech pattern isn't 100%, but I'm still going to get you a show. How you guys doing? A little peasant chat. That's right. Coming at you on a Sunday, uh, the 20th of um, August, 2023. We're going to talk about the GTD. I can't say G and T. The new GTD Mustang that was announced the other day that a lot of ball washers are hopping on Farley's nuts and, and just riding his jock till they chafe their fucking ass cheeks. And I'm blown away that the people out there are raw-rawing this car. When we talked about it on Wednesday, we thought that it was going to be something like mid-engine that would justify the price tag, right? I, I thought it was going to be something like the Ford GT, something that looked the part, something that had an engine. When they say mid-engine, I don't think engine in the front. Like nobody thinks, nobody on the planet thinks engine in the front. Everybody thinks in the back, but they say front mid-engine, meaning the engine is pushed back more towards the center of the car to have a 50-50 weight distribution. All of a sudden, people are road racers. All of a sudden, people are out there giving a crap about road race cars, and I am blown away that the people are raw-rawing this car when it is a body-in-white car delivered to Multimatic. Multimatic go ahead and do goes ahead and does what they do, and they make, what, 300 of them? Maybe? I don't know, I don't know how much they're going to make. And you're two years away from this car even being seen on the road, 2025. Like, what is the timeline that Ford says that they're going to stop making ICE cars? Like, it's not that far away. And I wonder what's going to happen if it gets that close to the timeline. Like, is this it? Is this the final send-off? Is this, like, imagine if there is something better than this that is going to come out. Because if it is a road-going GT3-style car, so is that it? Because it has 800 horsepower. It's supposedly going to be sub-3,500 pounds. Like, and there's going to be like about 300 of them in influencers and millionaires' garages. So I'm blown away that people are raw-rawing this car. People like staying mode saying, I'm going to get one. You're going to get one? You're going to mortgage? You're going to mortgage you, your kids, and your grandkids' future for this thing? When you don't even know if this is going to be the last send-off hurrah of a car? I'm blown away by the fact that people are actually looking at this as something that you might see on the road. The only time you'll see this on the road is going to be at a Cars and Coffee, just like a, a Ford GT. Now, my biggest gripe with the, with the vehicle is this. You're never going to see it. Like, I've seen more, I've seen like two Ford GTs in my life, and I live in one of the most expensive, uh, high well-to-do areas on the planet, Palm Beach County, and I've seen two. Unless you go out of your way and go to certain shows, you're not going to see a Ford GT on the road, and I've seen two on the road. So that means I'm going to see less than that when it comes to this Mustang GTD. So I thought it was interesting, people's reaction to it. We'll talk about your reaction. We'll talk about comparable vehicles that run a similar number or, or, per, or can run a similar number and the prices of those vehicles. But before we do that, let's have Mr. Bill O'Reilly say hello to the people. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. That's right. Fucking thing sucks. That's right. Mr. Bill O'Reilly is always right. We got the sponsors here. Two Auto Solutions. That's right. Two Auto Solution. Rami Zaidan. Two Auto Solution. We did a little uh, Roush cold air intake 18 for him on Friday. Doing good. Race Motor. RaceMotor.com. Check them out. Race Motor on Instagram. And all over the place. Just type in Race Motor. They have like a roll racing situation in Pocono and MIR. 
Part Farm, partfarm.com. Part Farm got me a center console for the GZ500. I haven't been able to do shit because I've been just trying to get better because my teeth were jacked up. Didn't have performance. Didn't have performance.com. Didn't have performance. The best place to get parts. Uh, anything. Like, you name it. Just get it there. Uh, online parts house for the channel. Didn't have performance. Kong performance. Kong bought himself a white CR1. So he's going to do some R&D for the pores or the, let's just say, the under 1,000 horsepower ZR1, guys. Ultimate Header, UltimateHeader.com, Ultimate Header on Instagram. PMAS, Nick James and PMAS, he owes Chris Romero $350 voucher. And Calumer Transmission, CalumerTransmission.com. Now, Calumer Transmission sent me something the other day, or Calum, Ben Calumer, sent me something the other day that I thought was pretty funny. We'll talk about it. And it, it, it actually kind of um, mimics what I'm talking about, what I'm going to talk about on the show. When it comes to comparing prices and vehicles uh, to this Mustang, like if you're going to spend $300,000, are you really going to spend it on something called a Mustang? Are you really are you really that much of a fanboy that you're going to spend three, not something Shelby, not something Le Mans style, Ford GT or anything, a Mustang. Interesting. Beta 5 Andy Black Betty, Rican 5 Terrence Griffin, Big Gun, Giovanni Sanchez were the first to say hello. The Penny 80, Matt Oliver, Abdullah Alabasi, Rape Date, uh, SK Jeff, Brian Harper, Thunder Biscuit, Alan J- Thompson, Infamous S550, Scott N, Space Fraz, Mikey 5 LaFoxy, Rodney the Penny, Nat Jew, Jesus, uh, Jesus M, Lex Luthor, Reflex, Mod Stewart, Rich 5 Rican 5 Eddie Winslow, Kayla Lambert, App. Alex Alcazar, Jeff Betts, says, here to see all the Mustang lovers drool over this $300,000 super turd. Now, it's not a turd, but I don't think it's a turd at all. 800 horsepower, sub-3,500 pounds, transaxle, carbon disc, wide body that. It's just, it's the millionaires and influencers car. It's not the every, you can if you make, I'm, I make over $100,000 a year, comfortably. I can't swing this car. So who is this car really for? Cole Daniel, Allen, Not a Coyote, Brian Harper, John Bailey, Raymond, Johnny Go, Dunn, Garf, Ken McAllister, Jesus, or Jesus again, Minibike, Savar, Montner, Clavia Nueva, SK Jeff, Josh Roy, Terminator, Brian Harper, Cobra Engineering, Peter Chow, 03, Sonic Blue, John 97, Matt Oliver, F-150 Challenge says, if it's under seven minutes on the Nürburgring, it's pretty impressive. What do you think an ACR Viper runs in the Nurburgring. Phil Fez, Stu, Dominic, Raymond, Philip, Jared Wells. Good morning, everyone. Clean the car to go to car show this morning with the girlfriend. It better not be that same girlfriend you were talking about the other day that you were giving money to and the dumb shit. If you're with that girl, we're going to have problems. Minibag, no, we're not going to have problems. Just don't ever ask for advice again if you're still with that chick. Ignacio, Paul Sachs, Martin Robles, Raymond Sostita, Mike Roman Tijerina, JR10, Ruby, Jimmy, Crew Dog, SK Productions, Mustang Lorenzo, Rich 5 Mustang G, Floor. Well, I don't know what the hell that says. Adventure Seeker Independent. How quick do you guys think a Viper, a Gen 5 Viper ACR is around the ring? 7.01. He already said it's not the same girl. Good. I don't pay attention. So 701 is what a Viper ACR is supposed to run in the Nürburgring. I guess a lot of people put some money together, got a car over there, got a hot shoot driver over there, and he ended up running a 701. So an ACR Viper that you can buy tonight, unmodded, as it came from ACR, Dodge, whatever you want to call it, is 7.01. You don't think with a couple of mods that thing could be sub six second? So now, 
Forget the fact that it's a low-run vehicle. I get, I get, I get the allure of having a Mustang that's a low-run vehicle. It's three hundred thousand dollars. That is what they're suggesting. Wait until the final number comes out. Wait until it's actually built, actually on the road, and how much money they're going to ask for this car after the fact. You don't think that money's going to go up in two years, up over a hundred thousand dollars? You don't think this car is going to be a hundred thousand dollars more expensive than they're projecting? The Porsche GT3 RS is in the 640s to compare. So let's do some comparisons. Cars that are about $300,000 and and, and uh, can run a similar number. Okay, number one. Maybe it doesn't run a similar number. But it's a 23 Lamborghini Huracan starting at $212,000. Hey, it's your fault, Ford or Multimatic, whoever you want to call you price this car up here. So I'm going to compare it to cars up here. A 2023 Lamborghini Huracan V10. Uh, in the comparison cars are the Ferrari F8 Tributo, 296 GTB, 812 Superfast, McLaren, like Billy Badass stuff. 631 horsepower from an NAV10. Uh, it, ha- it goes 0 to 60 like in 2.9. I mean, it's a dumb, dumb, fast car. So, again, this is what Mustang did. Mustang went it, or Ford went ahead and put their car up here. So, we're going to compare it to cars up here. 2024 Ferrari F8, $330,000. 710 horsepower, 390 liter V8. Uh, you can look up the specs all you want. But I'm just showing you the cars that this car shoved itself into or is attempting to shove itself into. People are going to say, no, Alex, it's a homologation special. It's a homologation special. They can race in certain classes. Cool. The price point says it's up here. 2022 McLaren 765 LT Spider. You're going to buy, you're going to buy a Mustang over this. Alex, it's lower production. So yeah, it's going to be worth more money. Okay. So you're buying it as an investment. You're basically buying it to flip it, right? That's what you're doing. Okay, you're not buying it for the performance because if you're buying it for the performance, you're probably not buying a Mustang at that price point. Now, this car, I don't care about, but the price point was interesting that they actually compared this to the Mustang. The 720S McLaren, $310,000. The Porsche 911 GT3. Uh, I didn't say the price. Uh, I should I should have looked at the price. I thought I had the right one. The GT3, and then they're going to try to shove this down your throat by saying that the GTD can be up there in terms of notoriety. No, it's just a Mustang. I love you. I love you. Look, I, I used to love Mustangs, or at least the Mustang culture, but I think Jim Farley is taking the company down this weird route because he's a weird road racer guy. Like, nobody cares about road racing. There's a reason there aren't shows about competitive road racing that that are popular similar to like a street outlaws or or that kind of racing is not bringing people to to the to the stands like you you look at a road racing show or if you go to watch road racing people are out there just bored to death i'm sorry it's just boring as shit it's great fun to do but absolutely boring to watch so all of a sudden people are out there saying well you know farley's a road racer so he's just you know look I understand what he's trying to do, but your price, you, you have gone, you couldn't have gone somewhere in the middle, badass motor, not so crazy in the suspension, something in the middle, like the one that is a race car only, but supercharge that and put that on the road. Like the one that the dark horse S I think it's called 
or R. I don't know the the R, the one that you can actually that that's not street legal. Why not supercharge that and make that street legal? No, they went all out and went fuck it. Let's just make a street legal version of this for Multimatic. Multimatic makes the money. They get a body and white card. You give them the five two, bada bing bada boom. Everyone's happy, except most Mustang owners. Like this is a millionaires and influencers car. So. Whatever, like whatever you think about it, let me know. We thought it was going to be a Ford GT style car. Then I would understand the price point. If it was going to be rear engine, all-wheel drive, hybrid, like exactly what you made that car to be, but hybrid and all-wheel drive. I would have thought that would have been the sickest freaking thing on the planet. I would have thought you guys were going in the right direction. But all you did was build basically a GT3 style car for the road. And I went, okay, so none of this technology is going to bleed down from... None of this technology is going to bleed down to the streetcar because it's built by Multimatic. Now, it's using a GT500 motor. I thought it was going to be something cool. Everyone's like, 5.5 five EcoBoost. I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? It's using a GT500 motor, probably a little less compression and more boost because 800 horsepower, 40 more than what they um, put on the GT500. So that means compression probably went down a point or half a point, but then they upped the boost by, by let's say, 12 or 13 PSI to achieve the 800, uh, 800 horsepower, which means about... 710 or 720 rear wheel uh, i'm sorry I, I i'm just for three hundred thousand dollars and for the amount of use that car's not going to get on on, on the uh road course and the iat issues you're going to have you're going to have iat issues if it's the same intercooler brick if it's the same 5.2 that's in the gt500 you're you're going to get one or two laps out of it and all of a sudden the thing is going to end up falling on its face bet me how many gt500 road race and can get five laps out of it before IAT start to pull some kind of power. Not many. It's stock GT500. Unless you're racing in really cold weather, you're going to have IAT issues because of the 2650. It's just how it is. Also, I wanted to mention late model performance. Late model performance, the other day, put out a video of them uh, tweaking on a Escalade V. Man, what a nice ride. What a really nice ride this thing is. So if you go to their channel, check them out. They actually, so got, they actually got their hands on a um, Cadillac Escalade V because now Global B is able to tune them. They got it on a um, on a all-wheel drive dyno. They, they were able to get – they ported the 2650. They were able to get 567 rear-wheel horsepower or something like that. They had trouble getting it off of traction control. But it was really cool to see that they're actually tuning on these things, and they actually sound really good. <laughs> Oh, geez, I'm sorry. Let me turn the volume way, way, way down. Jesus, that is way too loud. Let's turn it back. The Do you not have stable track? Yeah, it should be all off now. Okay, I mean, for an all-wheel drive pig on a ported 2650 with stock everything else, that's pretty good. It's a big, heavy pig running the power through all four wheels. Maybe you don't think that's impressive, but that's actually pretty impressive when you think about it for a big old fat pig uh, getting it after. But the fact that they're tuning it, and who are these customers that are just giving you guys cars to fuck with? Like brand new cars. Good, good for you that you have that kind of customer. We'll talk about it. Does this make... Ford, in your eyes, look better. 
Do you look at Ford and go, yeah, you went after it? Or do you say Multimatic built you a car after you gave them a body in white and a GT500 motor? We're not that impressed. And it's $300,000 and it's for millionaires and influencers. What do you think? Someone said GT is basically Hot Wheels treasure hunt. <laughs> Ferrari... 296 TTB runs a quarter mile in the mid-nine, sub seven-minute ring time, and costs about the same as the new Mustang GTD. So the GTB, <laughs> I can't even say it because all my teeth are jacked up, it is, is about the same as the GTD. So you're going to have issues of people that want the performance. But the thing is, it's an investment. It's exactly what we thought it was going to be on, on the last show. The last show we said it's going to be an investment car. It's going to be something that someone buys, keeps in the garage under you know bubble wrap, and the thing is going to be worth five hundred thousand dollars in in a year. Look at the look at the the, uh, the Ford GT. I can't even say G G T. The Ford GT ended up uh, being worth millions, like low 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 one one million high nine hundreds if it's in insanely great condition and if it's like a heritage edition or some other bullshit edition it's supposedly going to be really badass and built you know in terms of um the amount of them that you can get and you can it's just an investment so yeah every millionaire that has the money is going to buy it not because it's a mustang not because it's badass not because it runs a certain number it's because they can it's a surefire winner um, went to Cecil County Dragway Friday and got to see a twin turbo TRX run 9.6 in the quarter. It was so sick. And that's the thing. That every man, that, the okay, cars that are attainable are desirable. If you put, put it out there that you're making unattainable cars, cars that you will never see, never be able to afford, and they're not going to make enough of them for you to give a shit about, the general public dies. The only people that rah-rah these cars are people that have an attachment to Ford. Dealers, resellers, parts houses. They're going to rah-rah this thing to have something to talk about. People that need the kiss of Ford are going to talk positively about this car. Do I understand it? Sure. Does it make them look fake in my mind? Absolutely. What do you really think? What do you really think about this car? Tell me what you really think about this car. Tell me what you, your real thoughts are about this thing. Because most people are going to say, cool car, but I'm never going to see one. Interesting. Really, nobody cares. When something isn't attainable for the masses, it's forgettable. Exactly. Normal people upset that hypercars isn't affordable. That's the point. It's a street legal race car. King Matt, you know what the fuck you're talking about, as always. Like, you know, it's a Mustang. The Mustang was never a hypercar. You really think Mustang and hypercar are synonymous? You really think Mustang and hypercar are synonymous? Like people were balking at the fact that a GT500 was hundred thousand dollars. Now this thing is built by Multimatic, and it's three hundred today, but I'm sure it's going to be four hundred in 2025. It's it's as useless to us as a Zonda, as a Bugatti. It's useless. So I look at this car and go, I don't care. I'm not going to support it. I'm not going to rah-rah it because it is just a race car that none of us are able to afford. Now, when they come out with something that is $70,000, $80,000, Billy Badass, forged bottom end, tune-friendly and mod-friendly, all of a sudden people care about it. Like the GT500, the 2020 GT500 didn't do that great in terms of being a cloud car. But if you want to make 1,100 horsepower on the stock bottom end, you can Port the blower, E85, boost it to hell. Here's 1,100 horsepower. Bada bing, bada boom. Everyone loves that. So the Predator 
got a great, basically, reputation for being a badass power plant. And people look, you know, when they, when Parts Farm has three or four of them that have been crashed and they have, hey, here's a here's a pallet with a Predator in it and a DCT and the computer, people, hey, they get jazzed up about it. No one's going to get jazzed up about the, the GTD at all. Where did I say hypercar? Uh, I don't know. I just put it in there because I felt like it. You know, you don't like it? Too bad. <laughs> I watched a couple of videos of the GTD and everyone is saying how brilliant Farley is. I'm looking at the Ford lineup and trying to understand why he's brilliant. Yeah, like tell me where he's brilliant. Where, where, where is this brilliant? Is it in the $4 billion losses that Ford has incurred during his tenure? Is it the massive amount of um, uh, recalls that have happened during his tenure? Is it the embarrassing rollout of the Lightning and not realizing that the charging capabilities suck? And then he, he went out of his way to make fun of Elon Musk. And now he had to go back to take that Elon Musk. Suck his dick and say, can we use your charging stations? That, that, that's embarrassing. Hap Altanon says, do people really think that this will have the quality of another $300,000 car? Lambo, Fry, McLaren, Porsche, it's a Mustang. It's a Multimatic. It's not, I wouldn't say it's a Mustang. And I wouldn't really look for quality in terms of like trim. Like I, would, I really wouldn't look for trim. Like look at the Ford GT. The Ford GT looks like it's very capable. It's beautiful. It's great arrow. I wouldn't say it's refined. I would say it's like more of a raw car that's really nice, rear engine, tons of tons of racing tech. But I don't think you can ever look at a Ford GT built by Multimatic and go, it's a quality car. No, no. The refinement, the audio system, the the the, the feel, the leather, all that is going to always go to the people that have been doing it for a while, McLaren, Ferrari, all those people. No, no. No one's going to buy a Mustang for that reason. And that's the other thing. Jay Walker has another point. Ford is now making the Mustang unattainable. The regular GT is $50,000. That's right. A Let's say a, a, a mid-option G. I can't believe I can't say the word G. But the GT is $50,000 after it's all said and done. The Dark Horse is $70,000. Who knows what they're going to come out with. But if it's a higher version of the Dark Horse, it's going to be more expensive. And now this thing is $300,000? How stupid. It's just so stupid. Like anyone that thinks that they're raw rawing and everything is Billy Badass, I don't know what you're cheering on. You're cheering on something you'll never see, never enjoy, never probably see in person. You're just a Ford nut hugger at that point. Ford GT has about the same build quality as a McLaren 720. <clears throat> I bet it still has panel gap. My Mustang is supposed to be a muscle car, not a hypercar. Hypercar, supercar, who really cares? The GTD price point, it's all about status. Mustang is not status. By comparison, Mustang is a poor man's car. Exactly. Um, again, King Matt is just a sucking dick. Like, he he is just out there, just raw-rawing, raw-rawing. He's a raw-raw guy. He's like, oh, they're going to sell out. No shit they're going to sell out. But do you think they're going to sell out because it's a Mustang? Or it's because it's a surefire win in terms of money? Imagine you. someone says to you, hey, I got a surefire win here. Give me $300,000. In three years, I can return that double. Well, investors are going to go, yeah, get it. They're not going to go, I've been waiting for this Mustang my whole life. And finally, I've saved up $300,000 and I'm going to dump it all into this Mustang. No, nobody ever thought that. No one ever thought that. It's crazy. He's just sucking all that dick. 
The dealer markup stuff has gotten out of control, says John Lucas. When they have $10,000 markup on an F-350 vinyl interior work truck, halo cars are expensive, but obtainable by the middle class folks who saved. That's the thing. If I'm a Mustang, like, super fan, I would pay $150,000 for a 850 horsepower, all-wheel drive, um, hybrid, Billy Badass Mustang. Because I can swing that. You know, like, like, like I would, my life savings and something that I thought was super badass, I would get. But this car is more of like, I don't even want to say enthusiast. Maybe some guy that owns a Ferrari, a Lotus, a, a Bugatti, a, you know, really high-end race cars, buys it and puts it in a stable. But I don't think he buys it to race it. No, like, no one's going to take this car and go to a track and go wheel to wheel up against a, you know, a Miata or anything in an open open uh, style uh, format where you're going to go out there and race other cars in your in you know like an open like an open session. Nobody's going to do that in this car. No, they're going to be like, I'm going to rent the track. I'm going to go out there by my fucking self so I don't rub up against anyone. Then I'm, I'm going to put in my transporter and bring it back home and drop it off my collection after it gets PPD'd and all this um, dumb shit. Jim Farley, part of the WEF, feels like it's their playbook. I think what's happening over there, you guys are smart enough to see that. Oh, you're right. Oh, but oh, I'm sorry. But you're here. We're, we're all dumb, but you're here. Imagine saying everyone here is dumb and he's here. Um, I'm blown away that you care. Like, I'm, who? Are, why are you defending them so much? Like, tell me what stake. What do you have? Do you have? Do you have like a a position at Ford? Do you have like every Halo car they've ever like? Do you have a Ford GT? Do you have a GT500? Do you have a Shelby? Do you have a 427KR? Like, do you have all these cars so that you can defend this? No, you probably have a fucking SN95 piece of junk. And he's going to go, no, what? Then he's going to show me a picture of a car that he's never owned to prove that it's him. Look, these guys, these guys are a dime a dozen. They rah-rah and their butt cheeks are so chafed by riding Ford's nutsack that they're going to defend whatever Ford comes out with. Hey, King Matt, Ford's so good. Why not? Why not talk to me about how Ford lost $4 billion in EV stuff? Go. Go. Tell me how badass uh, Ford did losing $4 billion in EV stuff. Well, I'm not here to talk about that. Well, I'm here to talk about the company as a whole. Do you think I'm here to just talk about one tiny segment and think that matters? No, it's a company as a whole. Like, the it, what's that meme where there's a dog and everything on fire around him? And it's like, everything's on fire. But they're like, okay, we lost $4 billion in EVs. We, uh, we're... we're we we're now building well, the, the a deal fell through in Virginia about a battery plant and they got called out for it. They the UAW is about to strike hardcore in a, in a couple of in a couple of months in September they're up for a contract and they're like yeah but let's introduce a three hundred thousand dollar Mustang and and again that's nothing uh, there's no skin off their back. What Ford is doing is providing body and white motor, Multimatics doing the rest. Like this is. This is not a Ford Venture. This is just like their name. So what they're doing is they're trying to spread the name, the Mustang name, the Mustang brand. But the Mustang brand has always been an everyday's an everyday guy's car. That's something that even at $80,000, $90,000 you can afford. You know, you can race. $100,000 GT500 is attainable and people are able to have some fun with it. But no, not 300 300 300. Listen. McLarens get my money before any Ford Multimatic anything for $300,000. It's nuts to me. 
Every F-150 Lightning is on sale. King Matt is the example of what I've been seeing all week from the Nodhuggers. Exactly. He is literally just parroting what every Nodhugger has said. Just defending, defending, defending. Now, people are going to say, Alex, all you're doing is hating. I'm sorry. When has Ford done something right? Like, the Dark Horse to me was hilarious. Not only the price point, not only the name, not only the design, and to say all new, when we all know it's an S650, I'm sorry, S550, redone, and it's not that impressive, it doesn't justify the $70,000 price tag. Then you see the regular GT, it's $50,000. The regular one. And I'm going, I don't know what's happening. I, I don't know why we're, I don't know why we're, we're raw-rawing a, a car that, Used to be 30, my brand new 2019, that's five years ago, four years ago, 38,000 bucks. Performance package base. So you're telling me that exact same vehicle in 2024 <clears throat> is now $12,000 more expensive? Okay, show me the $12,000 improvement. I I'm okay paying $12,000, I can afford it. $12,000 more for a, a GT, okay, so tell me where the improvement is in the $12,000. Okay, then what the fuck are you talking about, Matt? Like, why are you here? If I had $300,000 for a car, I wouldn't buy any Ford either. See, that's what I mean. He's just talking out of both sides of his ass. That's all he's doing. He's talking out of both sides of his ass. Um, Alex can say one thing I've sent to defend Ford. This guy. Okay, so because he's retarded, he's going to go. There you go. Uh, Get the fuck out of here. I mean, look, some people come here and add to the show. Some people are retarded. King Matt, you're the retarded side of the show. This car is pointless. I'd rather have a GT3 RS. Uh, King, the way they're defending, or are you a ball washer? He's like, I haven't said anything to defend them. But then he's saying stuff to defend them. He probably already has a picture of it on his wall. Look at what $300,000 gets you in a house today versus four years ago. No, you're right. But justify it. I understand that. But justify what... 12 more thousand dollars gets me on a, on a regular GT non-premium car than it did uh, in 2019. Like, I see no, no, no huge improvement in the 2024 Mustang over, let's say, the 2023, except if you like how it looks. Like, if you thought Ford did a solid by going by that design route, then that's awesome. I don't think it's an ugly car. I just don't think it's all new. And I've always said, okay, cool, but... It's an S650. To me, it looks like an S650. It doesn't look any different than an S650 to me. But people out there saying it's all new and awesome. And then I see the price. And again, the dealers have gotten out of control. Now, maybe this isn't a Ford issue when it comes to the pricing. It's more of a dealer issue. Because it's not really supply and demand. They're going to make plenty of GTs. They're going to make plenty of dark horses. So why are dealers allowed to gouge the customer thousands of dollars? like tens of thousands of dollars for markup. Like he, like John Lucas said, if they can mark up a regular Ford iPhone 50 with a vinyl interior, why do they allow that? And supposedly they're going to take care of that on the EV side, but now they're saying, no, we're going to allocate certain EVs to dealerships that spend the money to put charging stations on their shit. And then now dealers are going to mark those up. And dealers would actually do this. This is a crazy thing that dealers do. They get, let's say, a brand new car in, and it has MSRP, this and this and that. There has to be something in, 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 in literature that says that they're allowed to mark up 
used cars as opposed to brand new cars. Let's say there's something in the fine print of a dealer and manufacturer agreement that says this car cannot be priced above MSRP, blah, 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 blah. So you know what they'll do? They'll give the keys to the, a couple of uh, sales guys and they'll say drive it for 2,000 miles and then they put it on the lot as a used car with a markup. And if, especially if the supply is low. If the supply is low on that vehicle, let's say Lightning, right? Let's say all the Lightnings were new and allocated for, and you couldn't find one, right? And then for a while, they stopped making them, but you really wanted one. So let's say a dealer got smart and drove one for 2,000 miles and then up the price $20,000. And you say, slightly used Lightning for $20,000 more over MSRP. Now the dealer pockets that money. It's crazy. At this point, you might as well get a BMW at $70,000. You can know three GT500 track packs for price of one GTD. Show me where the $12,000 improvement is. That's what the Mustang fanboys spot off suspension upgrades. It's sad. No, no, no. $12,000 improvement suspension up, uh, upgrades in what? In, in, a, in a GT, a regular GT? Like a regular GT, 2025, 24, whatever, um, isn't that much different than a 2019, in my opinion. And a Fox by Dash, exactly. Um, you basically have to custom order a Ford in order to get it at or below MSRP. No, but I, I've seen situations, smash or devour, where somebody outlines their build. Um, I want it yellow, which is crazy to me that you'd ever buy a yellow car. Uh, you know, this wheel, this interior, this trim, this, uh, this brake package, this audio package. Then it shows up at the dealership, even if, if it's been custom ordered to your specific needs, they might want more money for it. They might be like, yeah, we're going to want a little more money for this because, you know, if you and, and, and what is stopping them from when it shows up to the dealership? Somebody says, wow, I love that car. It's beautiful. How much is it? Well, it's sold. It's a special order. Well, I'll give you $20,000 over the asking price or over what he paid for it so I can get it. The dealer's going to fuck you unless there's something in fine print that obligates them to sell it to you. The $12,000 improvement is the dash screen. Alejandro, so Mustang will not make an affordable Mustang that's 800 horsepower designed for, for track quarter. Um. So, okay. This is my issue with the GTD. Ford can make more... Let, let's say you bring something... Let's say you go GT500, what it's capable of, GTD, something in the middle. Something akin to the 350R, in my opinion. So the 350 came in tech packages and, and track packages, but the 350R was just an all-out track car. If I'm not mistaken, some of them were offered no radio, no backseat, and um, they were kind of on the expensive side. Why not bring something like that in the middle where you're offering a bare bones GT500, lightweight Recaros or light, lighter weight stuff, basically delete stuff from it, make the weight something manageable because the biggest issue with the GT500 is the weight, right? It's just really heavy. It's over 4,000 pounds. So if you have like cup twos, they're going to be worn out in two laps and you're like, I'm just out. You know, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollar tires. This is ridiculous. I, I have five hundred dollars, five hundred dollar tires at each corners, and they're all worn out in two laps at you know VIR. So why not bring the weight down of the GT five hundred, 
and and then bring some suspension components up and adjustability and offer for $150,000. I don't think a lot of people will trip if you offer a track attack version of a GT500 for $150,000. Like, think about it. Think about it. Uh, someone said right on. Right on right on the head, Alex. We do we do that at Toyota. We have certified used lots full of vehicles with under 2,000 miles. Exactly. A lot of dealers, and maybe you guys didn't know this, but a lot of dealers can actually get away with marking up a vehicle that is used as opposed to a brand new vehicle with zero miles. So they give the keys to their give the keys to their to their uh sales staff and they go drive it around for a little bit, put two thousand miles on it. Once you put two thousand miles on it, we'll put it on the lot and we can make another twenty thousand dollars for it. So would you guys pay? $150,000 for a track attack GT500. Viper did it. Viper had the GTS, GTC, the TA, the track attack, and the ACR. They had like five variants for these cars, the Gen 5 Viper, because it was its last hurrah. And to this day, it's one of the most ridiculous, badass cars, and they're still capable. Like a modded Viper. Now, let's say you had another 100 horse on the ACR Viper, put a sticky set of tires. Do you don't think that thing will go sub six minutes in the Nürburgring, which no one will ever do? Like, not if they sell 300 GTDs, I don't think any of them are going to go to Germany and actually race in that ring. They'll probably smash it. Like, I can't wait to see a smashed up GTD when someone's trying to attempt a six minute when it's done by a hot shoe driver, like a professional driver. Stop it. Uh, I would buy a $150,000 track attack style GT500. So, okay. Why didn't they do that? Like, you'd rather take a body in white car, ship it off to Multimatic, let them develop it for a couple of years, instead of Lightening up a GT500. Track attack GT500. Nope. Joe Swiss said they had five variants and they were all under $200,000 new if I remember correctly. If I bought a $150,000 car, I'd have to cancel my membership, Alex. That's okay. I under, I would understand. This whole GTD thing is just Ford relieving the battle with Ferrari from back in the 60s. So yeah, Farley is really trying to get Rockstar set. That's the other thing. Farley is too out there. Farley is all up in the camera. Farley is trying to become a rock star. Farley owned Porsches, and he was supposedly told to sell his Porsches before he became the CEO at Ford. That tells you right there. Wait a minute. If Farley is such a down-ass Mustang, dude, why did he own Porsches? Why didn't he just own Mustangs? Why didn't he just own Mustangs nonstop? It's a rumor that he owned Porsches. So in order to become CEO, Ford said, sell the Porsches. But wait a minute. Why does he own them in the first place? And he is way too out there. He he wants to be famous so fucking bad. And you see him on TikTok with famous TikTokers. You see him on YouTube. You see him everywhere. He he. You are just aids for the camera dude. You are not good for the camera. You need to stay away from the camera. It's not a good, it's not a good look. So just get in there and get, talk to the right focus group and give the people what they want. You, can you imagine somebody in, in a focus group said, oh, I really want a $300,000 Mustang that goes sub six seconds in the Nurburgring." ring. Said nobody. But he's all up in the camera wanting to get the fame. Any artists out there want to be an artist and want to stay a star. Bro. Don't want to have to worry about the executive producer trying to be all in the videos. 
All on the record. That's him. All in the video, all up on the record. Um, Farley has great ideas, just has no idea how to get the people to execute them. What, what ideas does he have that are great? Show me what great ideas that he has that are great. Like, tell me something he put out there that is an insanely great idea. Go. I'd rather have a Plaid than a GT500. I don't know about that. I'd rather have a GT350R. Yeah, me too. GT350Rs, especially there's some wide body versions. Oh, bro. Like, they took them to Shelby, which I'm not a big fan of. But the GT350R wide body is um, pretty damn slick. And I think Fat House has uh, worked on a couple of them. Um, but they <laughs> shit. Like, I, I get it. You know, you, you might say I'm stuck in a certain era, but I, it's funny. If you think I'm stuck in a certain era, it'd be the Fox body era. But a wide body 350 uh, R, come on, stop. A wide body 350 R. <laughs> uh, A50 horse on 93 octane, 4.8 seconds, 60 130. Not bad. 1147 on E85. Bro, I mean, I, this gets my vote 100% of the time. Wide body GT350R. And why couldn't Ford do something similar? I get it. Look, the, the, the influencers were out there rah-rahing the thing and all the road racers that think they're fucking uh, Schleckenbergs. I love the Schleckenbergs out there that think that they're like Billy Badass road racers that are rah-rah in this thing. Meanwhile, they're road racing a Fox body. Meanwhile, they're road racing an SN95. They're road racing an S197. Stop. You're never going to get this thing. And if... <laughs> Like, I, it's like the Ford GT to me. I go, cool car, awesome, great concept. Uh, what the fuck? It's useless to me. It's useless to me. Uh, my 350 went 60, 60-130. Whipple on pump, dyno 700. DIA was about 300. Slow, good, that's about right. That's about right because my my Corvette went 6-1 at 700 rear wheel horsepower and it's a lot lighter than, the, than your 350. So that's about right. Uh, Farley's famous. He's Baltron. We did try to make it a Mustang for three hundred thousand. Okay, why did they try to make a Mustang three hundred thousand dollars? They should have made another four GT with a Predator motor and asked five hundred thousand. Right at that point, we're dealing with millionaire money. So when we when I showed you the what I thought was what it was going to look like. Oh, there you go. John Lucas says. Oh, so John Lucas is, works for Fat House. Says our wide body is currently for sale too. It's a badass car, but it's what one eighty. 190 or 200 how much is it 200,000 is it like a 200,000 dollar build because the 350R is hard to come across the wide body version that means they took it to Shelby right John Lucas so did you guys take it to Shelby or somebody took it to Shelby got the wide body done and then brought it back and then did the fat house treatment on it that car is fucking badass like that car to me is something that is more desirable to me cause I'm never gonna go in the Nurburgring. ring I'm never gonna be at a road race you do you imagine my three hundred thousand dollar car rubbing up against the Boss three hundred two somewhere? Yeah, okay. His idea on attempting to go direct to consumer electric division, electric division went to shit. It went to shit. Turning each dealer into a charging station, bad idea. All good ideas. No. How the fuck is it a good idea to make your dealer spend millions of dollars to charge there? Wait, and they're not charging. And then Jay Walker. He turned around and said, no, 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 fuck it. We'll just let the Tesla stations do it. So imagine you're a dealer and you spent millions of dollars on a charging station to get allocations for electric cars. And then Jim Farley says, by the way, we're going to give the charger, you know, we're going to have access to Tesla chargers. Oh, that's a great idea, Jim Farley. And the electric car division, tell me what's so great about that. Tell me about the rollout. You think an idea 
is just something that he puts out there and he doesn't have a hand in actually how it gets carried out, dude, stop. Those ideas are terrible. Those ideas, dealers are complaining about those ideas. Come on, stop it. That, those, are, those are terrible examples. That was a prototype development for the car for the wide body. Okay, gotcha. Um, this dude ever finished the all-wheel drive S550 build uh, wide body? I'm only buying if it comes in a factory Haram, right, or high ram. I think the Demon 170 will appeal to more people and be remembered more. Good one. So, in the United States, because we live in the United States, what is going to be more coveted? That's a great question. And I love demonology, and he stirs the pot. We drag race here. I know road racers are going to go, oh, yeah, we know you actually learn how to drive. You know, road racers make me laugh because they make fun of drag racers, but stick a road racer in a drag car, stick shift, he wouldn't be, even with a bunch of seat time, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even come close to what something a, a, a seasoned uh, stick car driver can do. No freaking way. It's just two different disciplines. It's like saying tennis and baseball. It's just not the same thing. I would never say. I think you're. I think you can make a drag racer, a road racer, easier than you can make a drag, a road racer, a drag racer. People are gonna say, no, no, no. I'm talking about a stick shift. I'm not talking about an automatic turbo 400 guy that just sits there because a monkey can do it. A monkey could literally release a button and do his thing. But I'm talking stick shift stuff. So road racers make fun of the fact that, well, Alex, if. Ford cared about straight lines and drag racing. They would build a drag car, but they build a Mach 1, they build a 350, and they build a Boss 302. Right. And what do you Americans do with those things? Tell me what do Americans do with those things? They road race? No. They go to shift sector, they drag race, or they, or they roll race. They, they don't, they don't, they don't uh, road race. So you, Ford can build them for whatever they want. But the actual application that the customer is using them for is for straight line stuff. I don't care what they're designed to do. I care what they're applied to. So, the Demon 170, over 1,000 horsepower, E85, 8 second quarter mile. Or a GTD that can go 6 minutes, high 6 minutes or low 7 minutes in the Nuremberg ring. Which one do you think appeals to Americans more? It's not even close. It's not even close. Well, playing devil's advocate, there are more new road courses being built in the U.S. versus drag strips closing here. We could be seeing trend shift. I understand more road courses are being built, but more drag racing is happening. More drag racing is happening. Street stuff. No one's doing road course street stuff. I like t- time attack stuff. Like I don't, I don't care for the 15 lap, 20 lap road course shit. I don't care about that. But I do like the time attack stuff. That stuff is appealing as hell to me because it's just you against the track and you got to run the best time. You don't got to rub up your shit up against someone else's piece of junk. And just the wear and tear, it's not worth it to me. It just seems like a money nightmare to me. But I understand what you're saying. But more drag racing happens in the United States than in, forget tracks. We're talking about street stuff. We're talking about what actually happens on the streets out there than road race. Do you think road races happen more often on the streets than than drag than drag races or roll races? Come on, stop it. Um, there's nothing harder on a car than road racing. If the majority of cars hit the track, you would see a lot of blown coyotes for sale. Exactly. Alejandro, I like the Mach 1 Supercharger because it's good for daily track and quarter, but too heavy. I like the Mach 1 Supercharger? What's he talking about? 
I like the Mach 1 Supercharger because it's... I don't know what to talk about. Only Rear says C7Z01 aren't flown over to the Nürburgring and thrashed, even though the time it set was right behind the Viper ACR. They're parked at Cars and Coffee with a speck of sheet on the windshield. Exactly. The only Viper ACRs I see, believe it or not, are at Texas 2K, Shift Sector, or Badass Roll Racing events. So you're never going to see like a C7Z01. Same thing. I don't see C7Z01s on the street. They're mostly at Cars and Coffee or at the track. And I don't think a C7Z01 is a good example for like a Billy Badass handling car. I, I think, yes, that's what it's built for. But the application is roll stuff. Rami Zadon has built three or four down there in Puerto Rico at Two Auto Solutions, running eight seconds in the quarter mile. And that seems to be the reason, that seems to be the most use those cars are getting, you know, quarter mile stuff. But what's going to happen, let's say now that Chevy knows that the GTD is the Ford Multimatic standard bearer for performance, what do you think the CA01 is going to do? Like Ford seeing a, I'm sorry, Chevy probably looks at what Ford announced today. And said, okay, that's our competition. That's what the C801 needs to be. So if the C801 is a twin turbo hybrid all-wheel drive and under $250,000, do you think do you think Chevy is going to be able to make a C801 for under $250,000 run a 6-second Nürburgring time and be lighter and overall better performing than the gtd because even if it's a homologation special it's the highest tier ford whatever that they can offer so it'll be interesting what the ca01 is going to look like because look i own a vehicle that has a rear transaxle carbon brakes doesn't make 800 horsepower but it makes 700 wheel so it's like seven if you want to talk about at 30 percent so that's not that far off of what they're putting out there. Yes, the body kit. Yes, the arrow. Yes, the, the superior suspension. But then you got the C801. And you're going to be like, hmm, it'll be interesting what the C801 is going to offer. And if it can beat what the GTD is going to do and take the wind out of their sails. Because now what Ford's going to do. Because, again, the GTD is built by Multimatic. The Z01 is built by GM. Um, CA01 is even looking at GTD. They're fixated on the 911 GT2 RS. Someone needs to come up with a retrofit S550 so you can electrify those front axles. Think of something like the Porsche. Drag races, dig, roll races are way more popular. Autocross stuff are usually in oversized parking lots here in North Carolina. The best handling C7 is the Grand Sport. Some guy in the Civic throwing rocks all over the tracks, pushing his car. Yeah, they need to cater to us common folk. Is the GTD going to have a drift stick? That's funny. Demon 170 is badass. Ford has nothing for that. Sean King says, I currently work for the state that I live in. The state, I, the state just recently bought all the department head standard Mustang EVs. What the fuck? What a waste of money. Ford is doing whatever they can to sell those. Ford built the Cobra Jet Mustang serial number for drag racing. Um, and that's the last we heard of Ford carrying to, for drag racing. Mustangs after the Cobra, Cobra Jet are geared towards road racing. Um, They never really built the Cobra Jet. Wasn't it always... Um, What's the company? You guys know the company that builds Cobra Jets. Didn't they kind of like give that to them and let them do it? Again, body in white, make it work. See you later. Don't mention C01 to a Ford Dud Hugger right now. All of them will make bullshit excuses why it won't matter and it's faster. Right. 
a GTD is as relevant to Mustang owners as a ZR1. Actually, a ZR1 has more relevance to Corvette owners than a GTD has to Mustang. Like, there is no carryover. Okay, C6 ZR1. You can see the lineage, right? C7 ZR1. You can see the lineage. C7 ZR1, Z06, Grand Sport, blah, blah, blah. C8 ZR1. You can see the lineage. The, the, the regular Stingray, the E-Ray, the Z06, and then there is, they're part of a family. The GTD has way less to do with an, a regular Mustang that's offered to the general public than a Z01 has to do with Corvette. So it, it, it's, it's so relevant, and Mustang guys, what, what excuses will Mustang guys make when you start talking C801, and let's say it's under $250,000? There you go, Watson Racing. Thank you. So Watson Racing builds the Cobra Jet. So I don't know if Ford builds the Cobra Jets. I think they provide the body in white and the motor. And then Watson Racing does the rest. Daniel Green says the CA01 will nuke the GTD. Unfortunately, what, why unfortunately? Look, in my opinion, the GTD is going to be great. But again, low run production. You're probably going to have more than 300 ZR1s on the road, C8 versions. If Chevy's getting rid of the Camaro, then they can put all those funds and logistics into the Corvette program. The EA will, the E-Ray will walk the GTD. I don't think so. Look, if, if you have really big tires out back and the car weighs under 3,500 pounds, um, I think the GTD, if you were going to drag race it, probably the low 10-second car or high 9-second car. 800 horsepower, which is about 7, 7, uh, 740 wheel. The, the, the Fairmont, we're talking weight. Again, we're not talking. Well, I'm not comparing the Fairmont to a GTD, Jesus Christ. But we're talking weight versus power. So the Fairmont went 9.6 at 740 horsepower to the rear wheel at 3,500 pounds. So it, it's just math. So if the GTD weighs under 3,500 pounds and makes 800 at the flywheel, it should go nines in the quarter mile. Henry would be proud. <laughs> Zero one will never have full carbon body and be mass and will be mass manufactured. I like that Malcolm can be supercharged and a daily can do good track and compare in the quarter, but weight is still heavy. Farley said he wants to make a Mercedes and Ferrari sweat. Mercedes and Ferrari sweat. <sighs> you know, you gotta love Farley. He, again, he shoots. He he aims for the stars, and the problem is. He usually has to backtrack on that. The moment he sat there with the Ford Lightning and said, Take that, Elon Musk. He never thought he had to partner up with Tesla to get the charging situation right. There was no way on God's green earth that he was standing there saying, Take that, Elon Musk, that he would in a year have to say, Hey, can we use chargers? Because the electric five America grid sucks. So if he's out there saying, I want to make Mercedes and Porsche sweat, I'm like, bro, please stop. Please stop. The Corvette lineup mirrors the 911 lineup. Stingray versus Carrera, E-Ray versus Turbo S, Z06 versus GT3, Z07 Package versus 3RS, and ZR1 versus 2RS. I guess so. I thought Team D designed the CJ suspension. No, Watson. Dude, the GTD has relevance of a box of rocks in the general Mustang guy. They'll say, well, Ford didn't actually make the GTD. Well, they... They didn't, it didn't, but it it basically did. It's just partnering with who they have under their umbrella, like Watson, like Multimatic. I understand that. Look, I, I would never, but it's not made by the UAW. Speaking of that, 
So I was sent um I was sent an article about a UAW up and coming contract negotiation that looks to be pretty pretty bad. Um let me see. Let me look it up. There was a I think someone sent it to me on YouTube where a guy talked about the UAW strike and how it's going to how it's going to affect things. Let me look it up. Um Pissed off UAW president calls for strike vote tears into companies class warfare against workers. Hey, with status quo. Last night, UAW president Sean Fain tore into the big three, Ford, Stellantis, General Motors, their greed, the decades class war they have been waging against uh, the workers, and he even had some words for the media, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I got to tell you, watching and listening to the UAW president, I think it's pretty damn evident we're headed for one of the biggest strikes in recent history in the United Corporations of America. I want to go through several of the clips because, honestly, uh, Fane <laughs> is more clearly and more militantly and more aggressively. Yeah, shut up. It's going to be business as usual. GM has responded to our demands by, by saying that our demands for fair wages, cost of living, retirement security, and more paid time off are a threat to our collective future. Stellantis even went further. COO Mark Stewart wrote a patronizing letter to our members saying we need to tone down our demands <laughs> in the name of economic realism. We later learned from media reports that Stewart wrote that letter from his second multi-million dollar mansion in Acapulco, Mexico, <laughs> where he spent the last two weeks vacationing rather than bargaining okay so this is gonna be the issue like forget anything you got going on out there and, and i've talked about uaw stuff they want a 32 hour work week. <laughs> oh my god they want a 32 hour work week and they want their wages to go up like ridiculous amounts meanwhile these guys have the most cush bullshit like easy job Easiest jobs on the planet. These UAW guys make me fucking laugh. You have never worked a hard day in your fucking life. Go ahead, go ahead and look. Do me a favor, UAW. Go turn on NASA spaceflight and watch what the millwrights are doing down at SpaceX. And they're working 24-7 building rockets, building shit nonstop. It looks like ants in an ant colony. Like really building shit. But what are you doing? You're out there pissed off that you're not getting $150,000 to put a windshield on, which, by the way, a robot puts on. Like, you literally build, you literally pick it up with this crazy hinging mechanism that probably costs Stellantis, Ford, or Dodge, to, or Chevy to develop. It costs them a million bucks to develop just so that you can plop your windshield on and let it go. The UAW has them by the balls. By the absolute ball. So it's going to be a problem. So that's the next thing to look out for. Like you guys think prices are high now. Imagine when UAW goes on strike and cars stop being made. Ooh, it's going to be a good time. Come spend a week in my shoes and, and they will shut up. Exactly. Go ahead. Spend a week with a millwright. Spend a week with anybody at a construction site. Spend a week anywhere. These UAW fucks have no idea what hard work is. No idea. Didn't Chevy also said they had to trim over the Corvette? I don't know, Lorenzo. I'm not really... 
I'm not a Chevy guy. I know you guys probably think I'm a Chevy guy all of a sudden. No, I didn't flip on Chevy. I'm just make, calling out Ford for their bullshit. Chevy has their downfalls too. We've talked about, you know, Mary Barra and all the other bullshit. We've talked about that. They've been bailed out. We talked about that, all that. But don't forget that Chevy is still, General Motors is still putting out V8 stuff that's badass. CT5V, uh, Escalade V, Z06, E-Ray, Stingray, and the up and coming ZR1. It's not like horsepower died. Like a lot of people think that because they killed the Camaro, then it's over Ford wins. Tell me how many V8s, performance variant V8s, does Ford make? The Mustang. And you can take all the submodels. The Mustang. Every other V8 is in a truck, which is not catering towards performance. Where Chevy has the V, the GM stuff, the V stuff. So the Escalade, the CT5V, and the Corvette. They have three models they have, they have V8s in. The Ford performance lineup for V8s is one, just the Mustang. DDTD coming out. Meanwhile, I'm trying to have fun with my three valve and my 13 Coyote. Got to go drive hurricane weather here in SoCal. Wish me luck. Catch the replay later. Wow. Hurricane weather in SoCal. Many of those, do you know, blame the unions for the yellow trucking collapse. It's not possible to come wealthy if you have a boss. I bet if you, I bet if the line saw a robot get installed to put a windshield, they would shut up and go back to work. Ever, ever see Gung Ho, Alex? That's what I was. What's going to happen? Yes, the movie Gung Ho. Is that the one where the um, Japanese company takes over an American car company and tries to bring it into? Japanese work ethic and Michael Keaton was the main character. I think that's the movie you're talking about. That's a good movie. Japan is watching happily. Toyota's Honda stay winning. Time to buy European. No UAW for them. Not even for North American built cars. You're such a hater, bro. Number one, third hater. Yeah, the Zoro is supposed to be the top tier. Laughs, in U- laughs at UAW and OTR owner, operator, truck driver. What's up, Nardi Mercado? GM is doing all that alongside with hybrid and EVs. Um, yeah, Ford wins. Exactly. Like they have one V8, one V8 performance model, the Mustang. Name any other V8 performance model in the Ford camp. None. Escalade has it. Uh, Cadillac has the CT5 and they have the Corvette, three or four models of Corvettes. So regular Corvette, right? Stingray, E-Ray, Z06, up and coming Z01. Yes, it's Corvette, but at least they have three models with V8s. Ford has one, performance-oriented, not a fucking diesel truck. There's about to be a giant inflatable rat outside your house, right? Ford is like, we know you already can't afford our car, so we made one super unaffordable because we've been listening. Um, I'm always to SoCal now. SoCal now. Yeah, I guess you guys are getting 70-mile-an-hour winds. Oh, no. Like, a lot of people make fun of the fact how Florida is outlined. The houses, everything is CBS, you know, concrete block, uh, you know, construction, basically. So, or cement block. Um, and they're like, oh, the houses here look so weird. Our hurricane, 80 miles an hour, we li- we're out at Publix. 90 miles an hour, we're probably just still open. But, you know, 70 miles an hour, we're laughing at that shit, bro. Turn to CCA, it's in the high $60,000 range now. So since the GTD Mustang chassis has a GT500 motor, why is it $400,000 after options? Carbon fiber parts and wing? What's so special about it? Serious question. I don't know, and you're going to have to wait until... You're going to have to wait till 2025 to figure it out. He can't stop hating on Ford. I, I Look, it's easy. 
it's really easy to hate on Ford. They're just doing it to themselves. I don't see Mercedes sweating over Ford. Jaguar took the sedan Nürburgring record from them four years ago and didn't see a massive push from them to take it back. Okay. It'll probably be a tropical storm by the time it hits Cali. They're calling it for, what, 10 inches of rain. Yeah, that's going to be the issue, the rain. California is going to get super fucked when it comes to the rain because it's literally a desert out there. 300K, I'm, ta- I'm taking Hurricane Evo, all-wheel drive V10, or McLaren 720S. I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Alex, wanted to sell my Gen 3 ESS fuel system, etc. for a C706. Am I making the correct choice? No. No, Eliza. I don't think the C7Z06 is that badass. Unless you're willing to really mod the shit out of the C7Z06. I think a Gen 3 Mustang has, without going into the motor, more of an upside than the C7Z06 with the stock blower. Now, if you're planning to go 2650, fuel system, meth, and this and this and that, the C7 will be good, but I, I still think you can make over a 1,000. I, I still think you can make 900 horsepower easier on a Coyote than a C7Z06. And if you go to Alec Bledsoe's channel, Late Model Performance, they did that on a C7Z06. They put, I think, a built motor and a 2650, and it was like in the 900s, if I'm not mistaken. And I was like, nah, I'd rather keep the Mustang. Anyone see the union president throw their proposal in the trash can? Prices are going up. If you thought prices are high now, wait until the UAW strikes. Wait until the UAW strikes if you think gas prices, uh, uh, car prices are high now. Forget naming more than one V8 for performance car. Name one more performance car they make, period, right now. Yeah, you're right, the Mustang. Like, people say I'm hating on Ford. I'm sorry. There used to be a I mean, for a while, there was a Marauder. For a while, there was a um, a Lightning. Like, there was a year that they had a performance truck, performance sedan, and a performance coupe. That's gone. It's gone. I finally got my Holly Haram today, Hiram, uh, intake today, and they sent me cut up dirty sandals intake for gaskets. Wow, John Lucas. I think a regular cab short belt tool driver for 50 guys think they're part of the performance line. They're not. I mean, you know they're not, but they make them fast. I get it. People think that they have a. Gen 2 or 3 F-150 regular cab. They think it's a performance truck. It's not a performance truck. It's a work truck. It's, a, it's nothing performance about it unless Ford offers it. Now, Ford did uh, offer Whipple installed, not tremors or anything like that, but they, they did offer Whippled F-150s as like an upcharge. But I, I don't think that's something they make. You know, I mean, rolls up from the factory a UAW worker, and here it is. That's just Mustang. That's all it is. Dude says Ford hater, but he has a GT500. No way, exactly. Like, like, I have a GT500, and he thinks I'm a Ford hater. And I have a, 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 a Mustang a Fox body, you know, almost, you know, 500 crank horsepower Fox body. I've had S550s. I've had, I've had it all. I'm not a Ford hater. I'm a Ford realist. Look, if Ford starts fucking up, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you about it. I'm going to tell you my thoughts about it until they start to write the ship. Again, they have time to write the ship. And the way to start writing the ship is ditch, for, ditch Farley. Farley has been a cancer to Ford ever since he's been in there. It's been awful. C7 is too heavy. Go for a C5 or a C6. Oh, my God. He said C5. The rain is going to cause a lot of flooding. My question is, Daniel Green says, why are we worried about times in another country and not worried about setting times here? I have never bought a vehicle because it ran a certain time in the Nurburgring. When was the last time you went to the dealership and said, whoa, fuck, look at this thing. 
It runs 780 in the Nurburgring. Oh, you go. It goes 0 to 60 in this. It goes quarter mile in this. 60 to 0 in this. Top speed. Like, what sold everyone on the GT500? The 200 mile an hour top speed. 200 mile an hour top speed. That's what sold everybody on the GT500. Whoa, look at this thing. Whoa, what about it? Goes 200 miles an hour. Really? That was the big number. Nobody said run 730 in the Nürburgring. Nobody cares. Like nobody cares about the Nürburgring time in the United States. We care about top speed, quarter miles, zero to 60. And road racers hate that because road racers love the Nürburgring bullshit. But I'm sorry, you're the insane minority. You're just the minority in this. I'm sorry. I know the dude that works at Tasca and installs those Whipple kits. That's because SVT is no longer involved in the vehicle development. Last time Ford made a sport truck with a 14 Tremor and it was a damn EcoBoost. Have one in my garage. I wish it were Coyote. Apparently, the EPA is not currently targeting mission defeat. High priority. Can we push them back, Alex? Or do you think they're lying about it as a trap? Yes. So supposedly, let's wrap up with that. Um, the SEMA and the EPA put out like a news re- a press release saying that defeat devices are not high priority anymore. So what they're saying is that they have met their goal in enforcing people from tampering and now they're not going to enforce it anymore as highly so that means we're back to the old ways is does is that what it means so okay if the epa is rumored to have said and and put out that they are not going to enforce defeat devices because number one it's not a proper application of the law and number two um, they're seeing that they're targeting small businesses and taking away business, causing injury to the business. So what about the people? What about the people that have gone to jail? What about the people that have gotten put out of business? What about the people that had to mortgage their houses, mortgage their lives in order to hire a lawyer to defend themselves against the EPA? Can they sue you? Can they turn around and sue you now because you have caused injury to their business. Engage, right? Slagle, he's out of business, right? They they probably forced him to plead guilty. They you either you either plead guilty or you're gonna go to jail for ten years. You know, a lot of people were put into a corner with plea agreements to say you're either gonna go jail ten years and you're gonna owe a million bucks. Or you plead guilty to a lesser charge and you never make the most wonderful device ever made ever again. Well, people like that, in my opinion, unfortunately, if they plead guilty, they probably don't have any recourse and they probably going to be stuck. But they were put out of business by the government. And now the government puts out a press release. Hey, can anyone link me link me to that? Let me let me let me Google it and say EPA defeat devices update. Um, tampering defeat devices. Is there like a new, what is the newest? 2020, 2023. Can anyone link me to that? And don't send it to me on fucking uh, Instagram. Link it on the chat. Uh, what is it? The EPA cracks down on the sellers. No, it's just, it's just old shit. I just have old articles. I don't have anything updated, but I saw something that was updated. Be Sinister Diesel just got hit with a $1 million fine. Exactly. Lawsuit time. They need to let you... Order a base model GT with a dark horse horsepower for 40k under, like a drag pack. Yeah, drag pack. You know, well, how, how come Ford never sold the drag pack Mustang? 
Like you, you, you don't think a drag pack Mustang would sell? Like a super lightweight Mustang with the highest horsepower possible to engage, make it a comeback? I don't think so. Uh, sounds like a trap to me. It probably sounds like a trap to me. Nurburgring is the official measuring stick of track times for supercars, period. Cool. How many of them care about it in the United States? Zero. I'll take a Ford Explorer 5.0. Uh, do you believe you will be ever tuned to long tubes and cats again? Savar Martner, there is no needing to tune long tubes. There's no tune for a long tube. Tell me what I have to do in the tune when you install long tubes. Tell me what I have to do in the tune. Turn off a cat code? That's not a tuning. That's turning off codes. Hatch, email it. Yes, I'm surprised the Easy Link device is still available. Badass device, but the DC community is going to ruin it. Um, someone probably blackmailed an EPA agent smoking a whole pack of cigarettes while right, exactly writing a citation. Yeah, email it to me because I want to read that article and then we can end the show. Um, you know, speculating on that because that'll be interesting if if the EPA kind of like reversed its enforcement. Um, it should piss a lot of people off. Here we go. He got it. Well, he emailed it. Look at that. Okay, um, let's uh, let's go look. Okay, let's let's. Uh, here we go. He sent it to me. Nice guy. Thank you. Okay, let's read. Let's read together. Oh shit! shit, 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 shit. Breaking news: aftermarket defeat devices removed from EPA's top enforcement priorities list. What? The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency proposed uh, proposed released its final national enforcement compliance initiative for the 2024 through 2027. For 2024 to 2027, outlining the agency's top enforcement priorities for the coming years. The EPA did not include stopping aftermarket defeat devices for vehicles and engines on the NECI list. Really? The agency returned the enforcement of aftermarket posts to a standard core priority as it had been for many years until 2020. Okay, so they still they can still enforce it. It's just not top priority. The EPA decided to remove the enforcement against the aftermarket products from the NECI returning to standard priority is a recognition of an industry's commitment to emissions compliance and the progress we've made. Okay, so this is basically saying this. SEMA and PRI are calling this a win because they have now come into compliance and now the EPA does not does not see it as a emergency enforceable thing. They see it as a eh we're going to keep our eye on it, but the fact that we put a couple of people out of business, a couple of people on notice, this manufacturer, that manufacturer and this software developer developed tools and put out bulletins telling people these are the guidelines, these are the guardrails, this is the lane you should drive in. Then the EPA said, okay, we've done our job. We have now forced the industry to be middle of the road. That does not mean you're now going to start getting codes removed from your, um, if you put long tubes and you got 420, 430 codes, you're going to have 420, 430 codes forever. You're not going to all of a sudden see code emissions codes go away. Because if these are the current guidelines that EPA likes, that's what the EPA is going to enforce. So as long as things stay the way they stay, according to what I read and according to my um, reading comprehension, it doesn't become a top priority. It's a core priority, meaning we're still going to enforce motherfuckers. We're still going to jail you if you start rolling coal and selling devices that roll coal and tamper with emissions. So don't get too excited. It's a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah, all I understood was we took a lot of people out of business. We did what we wanted. Exactly. 
meaning they've got the money out of it. They got the right, the right people out of it. They got SEMA to make people comply and and PRI to make people comply and educate. And they're satisfied that they've done so. So they're, they're trying to call this a win. Obviously, I, I don't think it's a win, but whatever. You know, like at this point, just let me have a job. Leave me the fuck alone. If if this is how we're going to tune going forward, cool. If 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 the current standard in 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 twentieth of August twenty twenty three, if this is the current standard we have to operate in with tuning, we're okay. We're okay. We'll have a job for a long time. Jimmy Jam says it right. Just because it's not a top priority doesn't mean people aren't going to get fined to hell for it. Right. If you are caught doing bullshit, you're going to go to jail. You go right to jail. The immediate reaction of so can we can break the law again in the chat shows me no one learned anything from what happened over the last several years. Exactly. Wasn't O2 transport delay something you had to do with long tubes? No. Jesus Christ. No. No. Transport delay. So because the sensor goes from here to here, we have to add transport delay? No. Didn't have to do shit. You have to what people would do in Gen 1 is shut off codes. That's what they would do. That's all they would do. Because you can sh- you you make you literally put on headers on a bone stock coyote Gen 1 and it'll make more power than it did with uh cats and and uh manifolds and the transport delay didn't shut off codes. The transport delay didn't all of a sudden make it say, "Oh, no 420 430 codes." Nope, it always threw codes. So it was a code thing always. Uh, EPA is like we got enough. Okay, Dude, drop my card. Evolution Friday. Looking forward to being with Lund now. Thank you very much. What size pulley can you run on ESSG2 with LU47s? What generation car? If it's a Gen 3, you can get away with like a 120, but I wouldn't go any lower than that. Again, it's a G2. So, um, John Lucas says not just the past three. Okay, right. Like it's a trap. SEMA PRI platinum knee pads. Ah, oh, it's funny. SEMA PRI got platinum knee pads. They had to. It was it. The EPA can literally kill an industry like that. But they made the case that in order to enforce the laws like they were enforcing them, they would actually put a lot of businesses out of business, meaning billions, billions and billions of dollars this this just generates. Think about it. It's not just tuning. It's hard parts. It's uh, superchargers. It's long tubes. It's injectors. Guys, injectors. Like, no aftermarket injector is EPA certified. None. I don't care how good it burns. I don't care how great data it has. No aftermarket injector has any kind of EPA cert. Sorry. That's what I mean about the emissions code. Thanks for the clarification. Yes, I know the long tube is just off the front. Oh, two sensor and the cats make adjustments off of the rear. Oh, no, I know transfer delay had nothing to do with the code. Just thought it was something that was adjusted. Get your clarification settled. That, yes, exactly. Uh, there's nothing to do. The the, the transport delay, um, theoretically, the O2s are up here, right? And now they're moved down here. Like, if if the computer was seeing some kind of reading, and l- what's the last sensor before it sees the O2 sensor? The math sensor. So if there was like a transport delay... Or it was between the front and rear O2. Uh, it would still throw inefficiency codes. It was still 420, 430. It would still throw cat missing codes. The transport delay wasn't doing a huge uh, thing. If anything, it was, I guess, adjusting for the positioning of the O2, but not necessarily doing anything for the codes. 
Dan agrees, says it's what government does best. Push you back until the push back and then draw a new line. Hoping the people forget about the ground they lost. Right. That's the thing. This is the new normal. The new normal is what's happening now. So if you have a brand new car, you're going to put long tubes in it. You're going to remove the cats or put high flow cats in it. You have to live with the fact that you'll have 420, 430 codes forever. If you go single O2, oh, baby. If you go single O2, you have a whole bunch of problems because now you're deleting an O2. You, you, the customer, are deleting an O2. So that's going to be interesting going forward. Alex, what do you think about the 6-8 liter month? Right. Okay, so what happened there? What happened to the Godzilla and 6.8 guys? When is that motor going to drop in the Mustang? Like, we heard for a very long time that you guys swore it was going to drop in some kind of Cobra Jet variant or 429 Boss variant. Now, based on everything I know, I can't imagine Ford going to a push rod if their supercar has a, a Predator motor. If their self-titled sub-seven-minute, which it hasn't done it yet, but that's what they're targeting. Like they're targeting that in 2025, guys. Like there's a there's a there's a there's a race car now that's doing it, but the street version hasn't done shit because it hasn't been built. It ha- it's not even here yet, and you guys are sucking that dick. And I'm like, why are you guys sucking that dick if it's not even here yet? Let it get here, and we'll see what it does then. But what's going to be built between now and then? Our zero one's going to be on the road between now and then. Oh man, come on, stop it. Have you ever heard of a throttle body making a loud clicking noise in a mainly stock throttle body? Can I swap Gen 2? Yes. <coughs> yes, we've heard that a lot, and we usually think it's, a, it's an issue with the throttle body. We've seen a couple of throttle body failures, which is kind of weird to me that throttle bodies on Gen 2 control systems are failing. Probably the TPS is jacked up. Jay Bush says, good morning. Don't spray cleaner directly on the throttle body. Use a rag and spray on the rag, and be careful of the sensor. Guys, I am blown away. When guys go, I cleaned the MAF sensor. I go, how did you clean the MAF sensor? And they're like, carburetor cleaner. And I'm like, can you go plug it in real quick? Yep. Ah, look, I'm getting a bunch of MAF codes. Right. Guys, a MAF sensor is not meant to be high pressure sprayed on with carb cleaner or like acetone. Please. Like about the last thing a MAF sensor wants to be, wants to have in it is any kind of liquid or fluid. Please don't spray your MAF sensor. Even if it says MAF sensor cleaner on it, no. Just maybe slightly uh, some compressed air, very slight. Nothing crazy, nothing directly on the filament or anything like that. Please stop spraying carb cleaner on your MAF sensor. I can see a 6.8 liter in an F-150 before a Mustang. 6.8 liter going in the investment Celines. Investment Celines, right. Wait, wait to, wait. Okay, Jesus. Wait to if a person were to have a single O2 kit, or where do I add the extra O202s? 2 Can I just add to the, uh, the? Ain't my shit. Get twin turbos. Get twin turbos. Cause if you start fuck, if you start messing around, look. The modern way of tuning is all the O2s are active, front and rears. So now you got a single O2. What do you do? Do you shove two in the downpipe? Maybe. But I'm not going to tell you what to do. They're trying not to look terrible when they are railroading Poppy Trump. Recommendation on what to do for Whipple throttle body code popping up, throwing car into limp mode. Again, if it's a P2119 or P2112, Whipple throttle body, take the throttle body out, remove the gasket, 
Put some Permatex, a light film of Permatex with your finger to seal it. Put the throttle body on and barely torque it down at the right pattern because usually if you have a gasket and you crank it down, the gasket squishiness can distort the throttle body if you if you uh pre if you tighten them unevenly and that distortion gets amplified once the motor gets hot meaning under the hood cars running headers are making heat gets hot and all of a sudden you're going to start to the, the the motor gets hot and it starts distorting because it grows and uh Usually that's taken care of by removing the gasket. If it still fails, it's after the gasket, you got a bad throttle body. Who cares about Nürburgring time? All I care about is home to work times. Why not just replace it instead? It's dirty. Spray on the rag, please. Alex, if you wanted a newer car, 2020 plus, had 50K plus 10K for mods, what would you build? Wow. Uh, 2020. Wow. Okay, What what are the goals? John Fresh. Like, what are the goals? Are we drag racing? Okay. If I was going to do that, it's going to be a stick car. So I'd buy a 2020 GT, which is about 35 to 38. Um, so now I have 20,000 left for mods. You throw a blower in it or a twin turbo kit, Aldo kit. I would actually do a T56 Gen 3 with twin turbo Aldo kit. T56, 409 rear gear, Aldo kit, ID 1300s, fuel system, have a badass stick car. Tune to downpipe. Tune does his magic. Exactly. Tune to downpipe. Back then, they don't do that anymore. Exactly. Tune to downpipe. That, that, that's the only thing I recommend. Tune to downpipe. Torque lightly. 20 foot pounds at most. Hold up. Hidden microphone. Hello, sir. Can you shut off my second O2 on my single turbo kit? <clears throat> right. Exactly. You know. I have twins. The kit only comes in one set of O2s. Do I need two more to be emissions compliant? Of course, it has cats. Emissions compliant. If it only has one spot for O2s, you have to make a second spot for O2s, like a <clears throat> like stock, like in the downpipe. Not the downpipe. <clears throat> Let's say the front O2s go where they go. The rears should go where they go in the factory, or at least close to the H or X pipe. Unless you're just dumping this stuff. I would still do a crossover pipe and, and do it the right way. <clears throat> if not, you're going to have codes. Nanny says, Alex, can wheel spacers hinder straight line times? I know who puts spacers. Um, I wouldn't fuck with spacers in a, in a high-performance car. I wouldn't fuck with a lot of spacers, like depending on spacer. Like my um, Fairmont had a decent amount of spacers in the rear, like a quarter-inch spacer, but it was on a 5.8 stud with a hub-mounted, meaning hub-centric wheel. So that had less chance of, and it was a very long stud. So 5.8 studs, hub-centric wheel, quarter-inch of spacer, and I went 850s. Just a fun streetcar, 650 to 700. Dude, Whipple? The 2020 GT manual Whipple and a Ben Calamar Stage 3. Hey, fuck, you're way under $50,000. <clears> New World Old Soul, Oliver Anthony. <laughs> Good song, too. On a turbo car, how many stages y'all running on your boost controller? How many stages? What are you, stages? What are you talking about? How many stages? What are you talking about? Stages. An AMS 2000 has five settings. I don't know what stages you're talking about, but an, an AMS 2000 has five settings. Dr. Swears makes a tape for a tape. Exactly. <clears throat> um, make a tape for LS for LSP. I don't know what he's talking about. Um, CRC math cleaner, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, okay. I want to get it out of here. Oh, so again, thanks guys for hanging in there. I tried my best to speak through this stuff. You can see my cheeks swelling already from the, from just talking d during the show. But today we talked about the GTD, the hype. 
it's not going to be available until 2025. Who cares about Nürburgring times when you're actually driving a car in America? Is this car a car you're going to see at Cars and Coffee? Yes. Is this car you're going to see at your local track racing against other cars? Hell no. Is this car a surefire bet to be worth more money, meaning it'll never lose value? Yes, just like the Demon 170. Exactly like the Demon 170. It'll make it, You're going to buy it for $200,000. It's going to be worth $300,000. You buy the GTD. $300,000 is going to be worth $500,000 in three or four years. It's just an investment vehicle. And Farley is just fanboying out on his bullshit because he's a road racer targeting cars, targeting people that have been doing it for a long time. And I think he put out a bet, right? He put out a bet saying, I'll go up against any other auto boss in their car in the GTD and I'll gap them. Okay. Make the make make the same bet in a drag race with Dodge. In 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 like the Demon 170. Do you make would you would you be as would you be as uh confident that your 10R80 equipped Mustang can hang with the Demon 170? Because if you're if you're putting down the gauntlet like that on low run multimatic built race cars for the street well, why don't you do the same thing on the drag race side of things? No, he's nice and quiet. He wouldn't do that. He is not that stupid. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here so I can actually heal. That's enough talking for the day. Hopefully, this will heal up and I can talk again on Tuesday. We'll be talking some shit on Tuesday. Get back to it. Um, hopefully, I'll be a little less swollen and be able to pronounce the G, the T, and the D a little better uh, coming forward. All right, guys, I'm out of here. So I'm going to be doing a lot of clips. So because I can't do a lot of lives and shows, I can't really raise my blood pressure too much because it'll just kill the, the sutures that I have in my mouth. I can't go out there and work on the cars. I can't go to the gym or nothing. I'll sit here and I'll try to clip some of the shows. You guys have seen a couple of clips already that came up. I'll probably do 10-minute clips, 5-minute clips, just to get you some content so you don't have to sit in through an hour and a half of a show. A lot of you guys complain that. You say, oh, tell, talk about the Gen 3 Mustang Boosted. And I'm like, I've done it for an hour and a half. So some of you guys don't like waiting through an hour and a half show to, to find the spot you need. So I'll do my best to whittle it down and try to get you as many clips as possible until I can get back up and running and make more videos. The GT500 has been driving, been driving the GT500 fine. Um, still got to get the throttle body stuff figured out, which tells me I might have to switch throttle bodies to Kenny Bell 168 with a manual car. That Kenny Bell 168 with a manual car is just not liking it. So I might have to switch some things up. So I'll think of some stuff. I'm going to try to tune it most of the day, see if I can get it running right. And if I can't, I'll just switch to auto bodies because I'm not going to try to make that thing drive up. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. See you guys on Tuesday for talking shit at 8 o'clock. See you guys later. Bye.